Greetings everyone, Dr. Sean Naiman here for episode 10 of Growing Together. We have a very special guest with us today. We have Carmen Hardy, who leads our uh, women's uh, Bible study department, but I want you to hear from her on some of the things she does for Highland and uh, share uh, some of her thoughts. Hey man, um, it's good seeing everybody, being here with you. It's such a pleasure and an honor. I um, I do the altar worker here when we were having church. Yes. Um, do lead the women's Bible study on Wednesday night. Um, we do it online, mm -hmm. um, and anybody that wants to join, either call the church or give me a call, right. 503-490-1138, and I'll get you hooked in. Say that number one more time for them, Carmen, so they can write it down. The number is 503-490-1138, and I'll get you hooked in, and we have a marvelous time. Um, in the word this month because of Mother's Day we're studying women of the Bible. Yes. So and we don't study the women that you know the Queen Esther and Ruth. We study the women that are more obscure than yeah. you've ever heard of Jehoshaphat and Rahaz. Wow. Yes. And, and names like that. And then also nice. um, the counseling and the prayer when we come up for all mm -hmm. the working. Love to pray. And I appreciate that because when people are coming to Christ or being baptized or wanting to be baptized or become members, uh, Carmen serves on a team with evangelist Robin Smith, who's our lead uh, altar worker leader, altar ministry leader. And then Carmen is one of the, the vast uh, 10 person team or more who comes up. So thank you for doing that because that's that first contact with those people, uh, those individuals, and those families after they make an important decision in their lives. Amen. And sometimes they just want prayer, too. Yes, sometimes they just want prayer, just have some questions mm -hmm. that they have about the Bible, and that's when we invite them to Bible study. Yes. It's a marvelous ministry. Yes, and I can't wait till we get back to Bible study. And I, that's why we're doing this weekly, to give you a Bible study. Every Wednesday has been produced. And we thank our communications director, for uh, Raz Roberts, for getting that out uh, very consistently. And you have this Bible study every week. Uh, so, looking at our text... Uh, I want to continue in this vein of the unstoppable church here at Highland. And even though we're facing COVID-19 and we've slowed down a bit, um, can't do everything we want to do. But God is still blessing us. Yes, yes, I always say social yes. distancing does not mean spiritual disconnection. Amen. Amen. We're still connected Amen. spiritually. And so we've been talking about Pentecost and we've been talking about the unstoppable church following uh, the uh, resurrection and the ascension of Jesus. And now he's poured out the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to mm -hmm. talk to um, Acts or turn to um, Acts, the second chapter. And if everyone wants to get their Bibles at home, we're going to pick up right where we left off. And it basically says in verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship. So we covered that last week with Elder Ward, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And that's where we want to stop. But I want to say everyone was filled with awe and many 
wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. So I, I always like to put that in there because I know people are still hurting right now and wondering where is God in the midst of this COVID-19, mm -hmm. but he's still there and he's still working yeah. miracles and he's still working signs and wonders. Amen. But uh, so we talked about the teaching last week, uh, Sister Carmen, mm -hmm. uh, we talked about how um, uh, that was so essential. The word of God was so essential. It is our life source. Amen. It's like eating the word. Amen. And then they did fellowship. They came together. Mm -hmm. Again, we can't come together like that, but we can come together spiritually, calling one another, touching Amen. one another Amen. through the internet and through those kinds of things. But I want to now focus on the, the second two, which is uh, the impact of uh, communion, that breaking bread. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, how important uh, is it for us as a church today to continue to do what the early church did with breaking bread and celebrating communion? Very important. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, uh, as you know, it's not an option because the right. word gives us an outline of what we're supposed to do and that's one of the things that it commands us to yes. do. Yes. And it says as often as you do it. So yes. that lets us know that we should, should do it. It is very important. Um, the fellowship is very important, whether it's communion, um, you know, whether it's coming together and having dinner together or whatever and having meals together. It's very important. Very important. Now, the communion, uh, breaking of bread, I, I've seen, you know, many of my pastor's friends, some of them, uh, they do it weekly. And then some will do it quarterly. Some will do it annually. But particularly what bothers me, um, Sister Carmen, is the, the modern church. It mm -hmm. seems like some of the more modern churches, mm -hmm. you don't see a cross behind us. We don't want to talk about the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. We don't want to offend anybody. And so uh, let's not freak anybody out with this mm -hmm. thing called communion, mm -hmm. eating the Lord's uh, body and drinking of his yeah. blood. And, you know, he said, Jesus said, this is my body. You know, broken for you, given for you. Do it as often as you do it in remembrance of me as often as you eat it. Same thing with the blood, right? He says, this is the blood of the new covenant. It's just the way God functions. Blood atones for our sins. And that is the symbolic G with, with communion. But a lot of modern churches, they don't even do it uh, even monthly, if not quarterly. Wow, wow. So what's your thoughts on that? Um... The Bible says as often as you do it. Mm -hmm. So if you do it once a year, once every three years, that's as often as you do <laughs> that's it. That's right. You're that's supposed true. to remember um, why you're why doing, you doing it. Yes. But in remembering why you do it, yes. it seems like you would want to do it more than once a month. Amen. Amen. It symbolizes yes. what Jesus Christ did on the cross for right. us. Yes. And also, it is so much simpler than what it used to be. Mm. It used to be where you had to bring a goat or a bird or something yes. and sacrifice it yes. and offer that blood. Yes. But now Jesus Christ did that once and for, once all. And for all. And so we remember that yes. by the communion, the drinking of the juice. The juice. The wine. The wine. Yes, um, it's okay. And, yeah, and the bread, unleavened bread yes. to remember, and so just knowing the sacrifice that he did, mm -hmm. um, 
that we might be saved, number one. Right. And then also to keep us from having to do the bloody sacrifices ourselves. Oh, my goodness, yes. Can you imagine that? <sighs> uh, but that's what they had to do in, those, in the Old Testament before the sacrifice of Jesus, who became the lamb yes. uh, that was slain before the foundations of the world, the Bible says. Yes, yes. He then once and for all ended and yes, said, this yes. is my blood of the new covenant. Amen. And so we're under grace now, the new covenant. But so when we do it, we do it in remembrance of, of, of him. Mm -hmm. And so I'm with you that it, I just feel like we ought to do it more often, more as often than, you can. than not. Yes, yes than not. Yes. And sometimes even at home, people ask me this all the time. Could I just take communion even if I'm not at a church? Why not? Absolutely. You're, if you and your family want to break bread together, Absolutely. in fact, before we did our online communion May, which a few weeks ago, people were telling me they had already did communion like in April by themselves because they were missing the assembling of ourselves together. So they broke bread themselves. Mm -hmm. Nothing is wrong with that because that's what the early church did. Amen. And I think there's power in it. What, what is your thought? Um, there is power in mm -hmm. it. And it doesn't say <clears throat> that you can only do it at church. No. I, I, I don't see that anywhere no, in the No, not in the text. So no. It's okay to do it at home, but I do, if it's okay, I have a question. Okay, yes. So then if there is a Christian, mm -hmm. a born-again believer mm -hmm. that has examined themselves and they want to take communion at home, mm -hmm. um, what would they take? I mean, do they get... A cracker yeah. or, okay, yes, I would say a cracker. I would say try to find something that's maybe not salty. Just get a basic cracker and then get some basic grape juice, which is what we okay. use, and drink it. Now, as we know, in the Old Testament, people have asked me this too, or in the New Testament, uh, they drank wine, unfermented wine, let's say, but it was still wine. And, and, and so because they accused Jesus of drinking wine and getting drunk. Mm -hmm. uh, they accused him of being a drunkard, whereas John can only drink water because that's what the Lord had commanded him to do. So when they said, but you accused John of being a madman because he doesn't drink uh, of the fruit of the vine. And Jesus said, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine again. So people have asked me, is it okay to take wine? And of course the answer is yes, because uh, if it is in your tradition, some people have that tradition that they have wine. Um, our tradition is grape juice, okay. uh, and, and that's okay. So, but I would recommend some type of juice, grape okay. juice, just to remind you of the fruit of the vine, mm -hmm. and then some uh, crackers. Okay, and mm -hmm. then do they have to read a specific scripture when they do that? I would recommend they do as a reminder, which is 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. Okay. So you. if you read 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, where Jesus talked about, uh, Paul says, uh, he gives an explanation about examining ourselves before partaking, yeah. and then he goes into the words of institution. Mm -hmm. And that's important to just kind of read the scripture. You don't have to memorize them, mm -hmm. but just read it and, and then pray over it, pray over it with your family and go from there. Amen. So good questions, good questions, I like that. Communion is, uh, to me, it's that union with God, and, and it is important for us to do it because it also helps me 
to temper my flesh. Mm. It reminds mm. me of not to go down the wrong paths or think the wrong way or do the wrong thing. Mm. It kind of reminds me because, you know, when we were coming on that first Sunday, people were like, oh, Lord, I got to repent. <laughs> but imagine if we did it like Every week. I mean, you know, then we got to repent. Like everybody's like, well, I'll wait the first Sunday, then I'll get rid of everything. No, God wants us to do it in remembrance of him as often as we do it. So that's very important. Um, All right. So I'm going to move now then. So communion is very important. The second thing the text says uh, in 42, they devoted themselves to the teaching of fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer in verse 42. So let's focus then in on the prayer. Can you, uh, Carmen, give your perspective on the power of prayer uh, in our lives, especially during COVID-19 and all of the things we're facing right now? Uh, The place of prayer, prayer is extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. And I know that um, a lot of, People, including Christians um, and non-Christians pray as well. When they're in trouble, they find a way to pray. Yes. When they want to get hit their number, <laughs> they find a way. When they want their team to win, they yes. find a way to pray. Yes. Prayer is very powerful. Yes. But I think a lot of times we don't recognize who we are talking to. Mm. We think prayer is, I'm just talking to some entity out there and hopefully it'll get answered. But I think that if we stop before we pray and Mm -hmm. recognize who it is that we are talking to, the same person that created the world just by a word. Yes. The same person who understand the systems in the universe as well as the systems in our body, our respiratory system, circulatory, the same God. And then we're talking to him. I think that we will understand the importance of prayer and the reverence that there should be in prayer. Wow. Wow. So I think prayer is very powerful. Um, And then there's a lot of times that when we pray, we just are asking God for what we want. You know, like I said, the number, I want my team to win. We call it uh, prayers of supplication. Yes. (laughs) Give me, give me, give me, God. Give me, give me, give me. Yes. And I think that um, when we do that, a lot of times once we've made our requests known Mm -hmm. and we've asked, 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 then we're done praying. <laughs> right. And if you get in a situation, say like a church, when you call the church to prayer. Yes. And we come um, and, you know, pray. Well, I've asked for what I want, but we're still here praying. Mm-hmm. Then we get tired. Mm-hmm. But if we allow the Holy Spirit to pray through us. Yes. Because he knows the things that we have need of. And he knows how to answer. He can even understand our utterances and yes. pray through us. And we find that we won't get as tired. And it won't be so much um, a prayer trying to move God to do what we want to Mm -hmm, do, mm -hmm. but it'll be a prayer where God will move us to be what he wants us to be and do what he wants us to do. So, um, yes, I do think that prayer is really, really important. Um, The scriptures say that a lot of times we pray amiss. Mm. Um, and so we wonder, why aren't our prayers answered? Right. Because 
what was the intent of the heart? Why am I praying? Yes. Am I praying to get? Am I praying to uh, manipulate someone? You know, Lord, I want you to take that roommate away, take that boss out of the position, <laughs> remove the president, whatever. Yes. You know, what are our t intentions? And right. the scripture says right. it's because we want to consume it with our own lust when we pray. Yes. In James, it talks about how we pray, but it also says that the effective prayer mm. and the fervent prayer of the righteous, righteous. man availeth much. Yes. And so we must pray at first, we must be righteous. And mm -hmm. then in order to pray, we've got to have faith. Yes. There's no way that you can pray and not have faith. Don't be double-minded. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You can't be double-minded. Right. You've got to believe, believe that God is who he says he, he is, is and can do what he says he yes. can do yes. so that when you pray, you know that you have what you have asked yes. for because yes. he can do it and he will do it. So we must pray, pray in faith. And he says that he will reward us, mm -hmm. those who diligently, diligently seek, seek him. him. Yes. Because the eyes of the Lord, they're running to and fro mm -hmm. throughout all the earth to see where can he show himself strong. Who's praying for me to move on their behalf, not because they want to whatever. Self-gain. Right. But who really want or seek in my heart. God's mm -hmm. looking for that person. Mm -hmm. And he's roaming around at the same time. The enemy is looking. Yes. Who can I devour? So we should have our spiritual hand up. Lord, do me. Show yes. yourself strong on my behalf. Yes. And praying those prayers, allowing God to do that. Yes. Because he does hear the prayers of the righteous. And I oftentimes think about Enoch. Mm -hmm. He was a man of faith. Yes. And he believed God so much till he was not. He was there no was longer. no more him. <laughs> and he walked with God. He had communion with he God. He had communion and with God. And two cannot walk together except they agree. Right. So going back, that's also important with communion because it reminds us of walking with God. And being in his presence. Absolutely. Being with his in his presence mm -hmm. and pleasing him. Mm -hmm. He had to please God in order to be in communion with God. And so he had that faith that pleased God. And yeah. then he was not. And I heard someone say that he was not. Yes, it does mean he was translated. Yes. But it can also mean that there was no more him. Right. It's no more what I want. He was consumed. But yeah, he was consumed. <laughs> kind of like when you get married and yes. a woman, I mean, she still has a personality, yes. but the two become one. Right. She even takes on her husband's name. Mm -hmm. And so she is no more separate, right. but one. And so Enoch did that. And in faith, and I believe with that, prayer is no more. A lot of people want to know, well, how do I pray? Mm -hmm. It's no more than talking to God. Mm -hmm. Just knowing who you're talking to and talk to him. Because prayer without faith is dead. Is dead, yes. It's dead. You've got to have that faith. Yes. And so when you pray and you know who you're talking to, then you can get your prayers answered by faith, believing mm -hmm. God. Amen. Now, what would you tell to our listeners, though, um, who says, I, but Sister Carmen, I've been praying to God because um, I saw a statistic says U.S. News article said 68 percent of Christians pray every day, mm -hmm. once a day. Mm -hmm. Let's say we know uh, David prayed uh, five times a day. Daniel prayed three times a day. And so, uh, oh, let me correct myself. 
David prayed seven yeah. times a day according yeah. to Psalm uh, 119. Yes. And um, so seven times. Daniel prayed three times a day. So, but things didn't change. Let's say things didn't change. Remember, remember David prayed uh, that the Lord would spare his child mm -hmm. when he had the affair with Bathsheba yeah. and um, the firstborn. And God did not answer his prayer. How do you, how do you help people to deal with unanswered prayer? Or is it unanswered? Or is because does God ever not answer? He either well, I'm, I'm gonna just answer that. He says yes, no, no wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, no wait. wait. Yeah. So because sometimes God says no. Absolutely. I mean, we want to. I mean, is that right? And all yes. the faith, all yeah. of your putting things in line, and you're righteous. You're availing much, and, and I mean, you're doing everything. But but how do how do we help people deal with those tough times? Well, there are prayers that it seems to us as humans that are not answered. Right. But that's because we put a limitation on God. Mm -hmm. It has to be answered this way. It has mm -hmm. to be answered within this time frame. Mm -hmm. And it has to be answered according to something that will profit yeah. me. Right. But that's not how God works. And mm -hmm. we are praying and asking and seeking God's will. Yes. He will do it either, like you said, a yes, no, or wait. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's the no's and the waits that gets us. Yes, <laughs> yes. But the scripture says, blessed are they who believe mm -hmm. and have not seen. Yes. And that reminds me, like in the word, that even though I haven't seen my prayers, come to fruition, mm -hmm. I still believe God. Still believe, yes. I still believe God. That's mm -hmm. how much faith I have in him. Yes. I remember if I could just put in a yeah. little story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my grandmother mm -hmm. prayed um, that my aunt would get married. Yes. And she prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Right. And she never saw my aunt get married. Passed away. And years after that, mm -hmm. my aunt got a fabulous, fabulous husband. I yes. mean, Personalities are just perfectly yes, matched. Yes, yes. But she died and didn't get to see. Didn't it. get to see. It. There I like are that. those in the word yes. who were who had promises. God had yes. promised them things, and yes. I know that they talked to God about it, like even seeing the Messiah. Yes. And they passed away and never saw. Never it. saw. It. But yes. it didn't mean that God, the Messiah, didn't That's come. That's right. So. For those of you who are praying, mm. praying for somebody to get saved, praying for a healing, praying for a good job, and it just seems like year after year it's not happening, don't give up on your faith. Amen. God will come through because you serve a God where there is nothing too possible for him. Mm -hmm. He can do it, and he will. Amen. I love it. I love it. So keep holding on uh, and accept God's will for the situation. Absolutely. And but don't let that shake your faith. Absolutely. If your job didn't work out, and sometimes unfortunately the healing didn't work out, don't let it shake your faith. Believe God and say, Lord, it's your will be done. Amen. Your kingdom Amen. come. Amen. And that's that's what I've learned to do over the years. Uh, you know, is just trusting God. So look, I know we're getting to the end here, but I want to ask you one more thing about prayer. And it, that was some great insights you gave us on prayer and encouragement on how we should always pray always and pray. never give up. Uh, 18 and 1, Luke. You know, prayer is on my mind. And because uh, in these times like this, faith in times like these, the series we've been doing is tied to to prayer. Amen. Everything I've been Amen. talking about every week has been tied to prayer. Amen. Because when 
he talked to the widow, I mean, the widow on Mother's Day, which you did a great job, by the way, speaking uh, on behalf of First Lady. But the, uh, the widow did not give up persistence. Amen. And that's Amen. what we got to have. That's what Amen. God did. Jesus, uh, hear me. G hear us. Jesus wants us to be persistent in our prayer life. Yes. Pray every day. Pray without ceasing, Paul says. Amen. Don't give up. Even when you don't see the results the way we want it lined up, don't give up. Because God doesn't give up on us. Amen. Don't give up on God. Uh, so at, at, at Highland, what we did in the Unstoppable Church, I got here a year ago or so, and we, boy, we really took on prayer. It's not that Highland didn't have prayer. We had prayer right. under Pastor Hardy, no doubt. Mm -hmm. But then what I did is I said, you know, we have this team leaders meeting on worship and support on Saturdays. I want every team leader praying for a half an hour before that meeting. So we started praying. And guess what else I put in there? Fellowship. <laughs> so I put fellowship, the early church. I put fellowship for a half an hour. You remember that? At 10 to 10.30 and prayer from 10.30 to 11. It was amazing to see 50 to 60 people every week fellowshipping and praying. Uh, and we, we miss that now. We do this once a month. Then we took Wednesday night live and we put prayer before that at 6 to seven, just corporate prayer. And it is average 30 people, mm -hmm. or sometimes more, sometimes less, but right around 30 people coming to pray every week. Mm -hmm. Then we finally did corporate prayer uh, every month on the third Sundays at 9.30 mm -hmm. and saying, let's pray as a body. Yes. And it's so, it's so hard because sometimes I got to remind the people, not a time to fellowship. <laughs> fellowship is after, all right? Don't come, come in the sanctuary. <laughs> fellowship, there's a time for fellowship. There's a time for prayer. Yes. This is a time for prayer. But, but I appreciate the people. And sometimes we've had as many as 100, even 150. Uh, but it averages around 70, 75 people uh, on those third Sundays. But again, just imagine that, getting that many people together to pray. Wow. And that's what moves the heart of God Amen. when we believe. Amen. And so, but I, I really appreciate the insights you've given us today on communion and on prayer. As we wrap this segment up, uh, is there anything else you would like to leave with our listening audience on the subjects or anything else God has placed on your heart? Um, well, just uh, to piggyback on what you said, mm -hmm. not to giving up. Don't give up. We're supposed to pray always. Mm -hmm. um, and you might ask the question, well, how do I pray always? I got to work. Yes. How do I pray always? Yeah, I got to take care of my kids. I got to... There should be a prayer of will turning, as the old people used to yes, say. Yes, yes. In your spirit all day long. Yes. When you're driving, when you're cooking, even when you're talking. Yes. You know, a prayer of will should be going on in, mm -hmm. the, in the back of your mind. Just like the enemy tries to get in and talk to you while, you know, you're doing all. Mm -hmm. Let prayer be going on all the time. It should never cease. And yeah, there's times when, like the disciples, you get sleepy when you pray. <laughs> but keep on praying because yes. God will answer prayer. 
Amen. Thank you, Sister Carmen. This has been fantastic. Well, here's another episode coming to an end. But we want to thank you for joining us each week. And we'll be coming back next week with even more dealing with the Unstoppable Church and the early church. And God bless you. Whatever you're going through, know that God is in control. You can call the church for more prayer. Uh, we are here for you. We will give you a personal call from myself, Pastor Yolanda, or one of the other ministers. We want to be there for you. So thank you for joining us. I'm Dr. Sean Nailing with Sister Carmen Hardy signing off saying, yes, indeed, you're in the right place. And we are building community Amen. and changing lives.